They're the joyful agains our children shout on the swings, the exhausting agains of cooking and laundry, and the difficult agains of discipline. So much of what we do as mothers is on repeat. So what if we woke up with clarity, knowing which agains we were called to, and went to bed believing we are faithful in what matters most? We believe God's word is the key to untangle from the confusion and overwhelm we feel. Let's look up together to embrace a motherhood full of freedom and joy. Hi there. Welcome to the Again Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Hickox, and this is brought to you by Entrusted Ministries. It's February, and even seasoned homeschoolers know this month is one of the hardest months to persevere in. Often the weather is still dreary, everyone's tired of being cooped up, and it's just difficult to be faithful. So this episode is speaking to those of you who need to be reminded of why you have been called to be your child's teacher, but mostly it's for those of you wondering and evaluating, could I homeschool? I feel like I want to, I just don't feel qualified. Jen Freckman joins me in this episode, and we're going to share with you the wisdom we've learned and also how you can avoid the mistakes that we've made so that if the Lord is calling you to homeschool, you can begin in an even wiser spot than we began. Even if you're feeling comfortable and confident in your abilities to teach your children, we hope this episode reminds you of why you've chosen it, gives you some great book recommendations, and encourages you to finish this year strong. Let's get to it. Okay, so here's a question for you. Throughout your years in school, which teacher was the most influential and why? This one's really easy for me. I had a teacher named Mr. Harris in high school, and he taught... Physical science, chem, chem 2, and physics to me. I was in a really small town, and so I got to have him for four years. And he was also the yearbook editor, and I worked every weekend for four years or something. So we got to know each other really well, and he had the gift of teaching for sure. He was just so clear in his instruction, but he was hilarious. I think the day that I learned the Latin names of the elements – I almost wet my pants. I left so hard. <laughs> it's just like, it was so funny. Aww. But he was teaching the material. Yeah. And just doing it in the most exciting way. And yet he had very firm guidelines for us about this is what an equation looks like. And when you turn in a test, it better be laid out like this or it will be wrong. Yeah. And so we rose to the challenge. Yeah. And at the time, I thought that I was going to be a pre-med major, and I just really loved all of that. I loved chemistry, and he was really inspirational to me. And he didn't share my faith, but he really respected it, Uh and we spent a lot of time talking about it. That was really neat for me to just have someone who differed that was so willing to listen. Yeah, that's Um, amazing. Yes, and then I had a teacher, Mrs. Hansen, in elementary school, We were approaching the grade, and everybody knew, she's amazing. And then she had a baby, and she went on maternity leave. But when I was a senior in high school, and then I knew I'm actually going to get my education degree, I asked her if I could shadow her and help in her classroom. She really poured into me, and she was very influential. And I got to see her a couple years ago when I went back home. She's just lovely and so joyful. Oh, those would be my big two. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, how about you? I had a teacher in high school who would stand outside in the hallway and greet the students as they came in to class. And every time I saw him, I would be smiling. And so he nicknamed me Smiley. And he would be like, hey, there's Smiley. (laughs) 
And he just was so life-giving to me. And I remember having him at the end of the day. So everybody was tired and ready to go home. And he was just very life-giving to me. And he would make that history or the topic that we were studying for that day just come to life and made it so interesting. Mm -hmm. And he made it fun. And you had mentioned that one of your teachers made it fun for you. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes education stick is when you are enjoying what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed it for the first time. I didn't really care about some of the other history classes I was taking in the years prior, but he made history come alive. And I just love that. And just took a personal care. Like I remember him coming to my high school graduation and Mm -hmm. he had just gotten a red Corvette and he let all of my friends drive it around. It was, I know it was just so fun and just personal. It wasn't just a person that I saw on the weekdays that did his time. He really cared about his students. And so that was really cool. That's fantastic. Very Uh invested. There's some teachers that love their subject matter, but it's like they are like on the journey by themselves. They're not bringing anyone along with them. Mm. And then there's some that you can't help but get caught up in it. And yes, it's so powerful. That's cool. Okay, if you could snap your fingers and have gained any one quality or attribute, what would it be? Ooh, that would be really good. I think to be able to get myself completely ready... (laughs) My hair and makeup and everything perfectly done the way that, you know, you would have it done if you were a movie star, like just to look really nice. Not even so much the makeup, just my hair. I really don't enjoy doing my hair. And so I don't like to spend a lot of time on it. Sure. So I would say I would love to be able to just be like, oh, this is how I do my hair every day. And it looks wonderful as opposed to having to be like, what am I going to do with it today? Have it determined and and settled. Yes. Not another decision. Yes. Yes. Agreed. It's a weird one, but that's just the first one that came to my mind. Sure. But it's a consistent one. Yes. It's in again (laughs) of your life. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. What about you? It's of course I can think of like really deep spiritual answers, but I also feel like I'm going to pick something not as deep. I, (laughs) if I could be a morning person... Oh, I changed my answer. That's it. (laughs) Yes. I have grown a lot and I'm not a late sleeper. Yeah. I wish I could be someone who just woke up at five every day and it wasn't hard. Because I I know the days I do it, I'm so grateful for that time. 6.30 is like more my norm. It feels like no matter how early I go to bed, I can't completely make the shift. Yeah. Agreed. I'm going to say yet. (laughs) I'm hoping for myself. That's a good answer, though. I agree. I feel like morning people have a leg up in life. Mm -hmm. Some things are just a little easier for them. (laughs) Yes, right? I'm like, well, if you could see what I can accomplish at 2 a.m., you would be amazed. Exactly. It's funny. Okay, I have one for you. If you could return to school, what would you want to study? And would you want to return to school to study something? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I would, for sure. Actually, a couple years ago, I started getting my master's in counseling. I just have such a heart for joining people alongside them in their trials, but pointing them to the Lord. And Mm. yes, so I, that's really, I love doing that. But I also, well, I, 
actually the Lord interrupted my plan and that's when I started working for Entrusted and I knew I, I couldn't do both. I couldn't homeschool my kids and go back to school and work. And, and so I think it's so sweet of the Lord to give me an opportunity to pour into women, maybe a different avenue. And so I'm like, Lord, is it on pause or is yeah. it a, no, I'm just giving you a different route to still use the desire that you had. So I would say it'd either be that or like getting my master's in biblical studies because I just love studying the word of God. Mm -hmm. But I also would be a little bit hesitant because I would never want it to feel like homework. Good point. Yeah. And so I, again, I'm like, Lord, are we just going to go like a non-traditional route here? Or is that going to be in my future someday? But those are the two topics that really, and if I had to pick a shorter one, culinary school. Ooh, okay. so ooh, that would be good. Yes. Yeah. How about you? I have a couple t- as well. I think I would definitely do something to study the natural world and mm. natural medicine. I would oh, love sure. that. I just I find that so interesting. Um, I also would like to do some type of Bible class. I don't. I agree. I I think that was a good word that you said. I didn't want it to feel like homework, but I would love to understand some things that I wasn't taught in a public school. Sure. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. You can tell that we both love learning, right? Yeah. (laughs) So it's probably not a mystery why we chose to homeschool, but that doesn't mean that we knew that we were going to necessarily from the beginning. So why don't you just bring us into what that decision looked like for you and how you decided to homeschool? Oh, yeah. Great question. So... Let's see. A couple of years ago, when our daughter was around preschool age, we had desired to send her to our church's school that they had on campus of the church. And so since we thought we were going to be going there five or six days a week, we're like, well, let's move close (laughs) so we can be there easily. And We did. We moved into the home. And then a couple of months later, they closed the school that was at that campus. No. And I was devastated. I literally wept. I remember just being like, oh, no. Like, that was the best option. And I cannot believe it. I just remember feeling like, Lord, what are you doing? And I had even spent the year prior just very much praying for her teacher our firstborn was very, still is, very tenderhearted and sensitive and kind and gentle, has a desire to obey and wants to please people. And I just was like, oh, goodness, she needs a teacher that's going to see her tender heart. And so I was praying for her teacher for a full year, <laughs> not knowing that the Lord had plans that I was going to be her teacher <laughs> and I was the one that was going to need those prayers. But so what we did was I... We started looking around at different Christian schools in our area because we felt very called that we did want her to be educated through a Christian worldview. So we looked at different schools in our area and interviewed them. And a number of them were like, oh, we just have them, you know, know that Jesus is their superpower or their superhero. And I said, well, what scriptures are you having them memorize? They're like, we don't really have them do scriptures. We just more talk about that Jesus is always around. And I was like, then what am I paying you for? (laughs) We did find one school that we were going to send her to, and we felt like they were pretty intentional. They did have them do scripture memory. And I paid the enrollment fee, and the day was coming where we were going to send her, and I just couldn't do it. 
I couldn't do it. I was like, I just had in my heart that she needed to stay home. So I talked to my husband about it and I said, I just feel like we should keep her home, but I'm freaked out about homeschooling. (laughs) I don't think I can do this, but I don't know what else to do. And as the Lord would have it, there was a local homeschooling conference like the next week. And Mm -hmm. it was right before their school year was going to begin anyway. So he was like, why don't you go to this conference? Just think about it and pray about it. And then maybe after the conference, you'll just have a leading as to what we should do. That's great advice. So I did. I went to it and I literally sat there and bawled and I felt the heavens like we're like, oh, opening (laughs) up. This is where you need to be. And I remember going and asking this lady, they had the question area where you could go and ask any questions. And there were a bunch of women sitting at tables. And I remember asking this lady through tears, I think I need to send her to school because she's so shy and tenderhearted. And I don't want to send her to school, but I'm also really scared about homeschooling. I don't know if I can do this. And she said, well, who is your daughter shy with? Is she shy with other kids? Is she shy with adults? And I was like, no, she's great with other kids. She'll talk and play and she has no problem with other kids. It's like adults and people she doesn't know she's very painfully shy with. And she was like, well, then tell me why you would want to send her all day to hang out with a group of children all her age to get <laughs> less shy. And I was like, I don't know. That's just what right. the world says, that you have to socialize them and you right. have to do this. So I just yeah. thought that's my only option. And okay. she was like, I think you could be a little more creative. If she's shy Mm. with adults, why don't you take her around adults? And so I came home and I prayed about it. And I, we lived at that point right next door to a nursing home. Mm. She loved to do artwork. And so I would take some of her artwork that us mamas are always trying to figure out what do we do with all this artwork? Right. (laughs) I found the perfect solution. She would take her artwork and we would go to the we would ride our bikes to the nursing home and she would walk into the room and she had to say her name hi my name is here is a piece of my artwork would you like it mm-hmm. and if whether or not the person said yes or no then she would have to ask them their name mm-hmm. and say thank you for taking my artwork i hope you have a good day and say her name mm-hmm. or say their name And the first time she did it, she was so nervous. And I was like, honey, these are the perfect people to practice with. One, they think you're just so cute. Two, they're just excited to see another little girl here. And three, they won't remember you two minutes after you (laughs) leave this room. Like, it's totally safe. And so she did it. And she just became so social and so confident Mm -hmm. and it really it blessed the old people in that little home and it blessed her and it was a beautiful thing way more beautiful than I could have imagined I absolutely love that idea it's so special it was very sweet so after that I was like oh she's not as shy like she's willing to talk to people and I continued to homeschool then obviously we made the decision to homeschool and so just continued. And each year, it just kept getting better. It was like, I'm sure every homeschool family has said, well, we'll take it a year at a time, a kid at a time. Uh-huh. Yeah. But every time at the end of the year, I'm like, man, that was great. Let's do it again. So sure. that's our story. And how many years has it been for you now? I guess this is like 10th year. So we then have homeschooled her from we did preschool and kindergarten. And now she's going into her ninth 
grade year. And then we have three other kids and we've just taken them along with us. And the beauty of this is I've always taught to the oldest. And so they have all been educated without even being of school age. So even the little one that I would be, you know, playing on the ground with or whatnot, and there would be an audiobook playing in the background and she would be listening and saying horsey and it was oh. yeah you understand you were listening to this story even yes. though you're not even of school age <laughs> oh that's fantastic so what about you how did your homeschool journeys start well as I mentioned I I thought I was going to be a pediatrician because I loved kids and then realized my heart was probably too sensitive for that <laughs> my dad asked me well, what if something happened to one of those children? Could you handle it? I was like, what a horrible question. Like, <laughs> and and I, he was like, why don't you be a teacher? I kind of reluctantly went into education and I um, graduated. I came to teach at a Christian school and actually the Christian school that you're talking about <laughs> that you were going to send your daughter to, yep. another location of it. And it was a wonderful school and I felt like the Lord taught me so much there even about parenting, just watching mm-hmm. godly parents. And but my I met my husband, he worked on the church side and when we got married, we were in a small group together and we went through a book about just different decisions that you'd make once you have kids and when it got to the chapter on just about schooling decisions, it's funny because he and I probably argued way more about like our China pattern than this decision. (laughs) (laughs) Like every decision we've ever made has probably been a lot more debate over this. But I remember us sitting in an airport and kind of being like, okay, well, we've got to get the chapter done for a group this week. And we both knew we had a heart for education to provide discipleship Mm. and come alongside our spiritual goals for our kids. And we knew, well, on his salary, and then if I'm home, it's probably not going to work for private school. So we looked at each other and like, homeschool? And both of us were like, yeah. <laughs> I might have been pregnant with my oldest at that time. And then when we had our oldest, he is such a bundle of energy. And I think he taught himself to read when he was three, and yet he was still bouncing off the walls. Wow. And I felt, no, I'm not sending that kid mm-hmm. to sit in a desk all day. Totally. And then we had three boys in three years, and I wanted them to be so close. Mm-hmm. That's one of my biggest goals for my family, that they are close. And and I felt like, who is going to care more about their education than me? I yes. had been a classroom teacher and been extremely invested, and yet I knew what I was feeling for my own child mm-hmm. completely surpassed what I felt for my students in my class. Yeah. And I know him. I know his strengths. I know his weaknesses. And... I just was delighted at the opportunity to try to guide him and his siblings through it. Later, we had a little girl. It's just been such a delight to grow as a family. And even when we've gone through some pretty hard trials as a family, I feel like homeschooling has been our anchor. Mm, Yeah. If I almost think that I've been discipling them emotionally as much as academically and training them in those things that we needed time together to process through things that were happening. And if I were sending them off each day, which some days probably would have been a lot easier as I'm trying to process my own emotions, but I think it was such a gift to be like, no, we're going to go through this together. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's true. I think of that often when I'm in the midst of the homeschool days. In fact, I have a little part in our 
calendar that I do, like my little planner. And I started to put in the top right corner just a box that I put anything that God planned that I didn't plan for the day. And it makes it, I like to put the things in there like character training. (laughs) Yes. Because we spent a lot of time on character training today. (laughs) And that was not part of my curriculum (laughs) that I thought I was going to teach. And, but it makes it me, it makes me realize that there is a purpose in this. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. as you spend every waking hour with each other, things are going to come up. But the joy of homeschooling is that we as the parent, we get to disciple them through that biblically Mm -hmm. and how to handle that conflict with them. Where when they were in a school setting, even if they were in a Christian setting at school, the teacher does not have the time or the ability to stop and take as long as she wants to -hmm. disciple them through that. And we've just been able to see the blessing that we can take as long as we need until we learn this lesson. I always think of it being funny when people say we homeschool so that they wouldn't be exposed to the sin in the world. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we have enough sin in our own. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got enough curriculum here yeah. on sin. <laughs> like we, we've got it in these walls. Yep. So there's so much to teach them and so much to mm-hmm. disciple them through. Yes. And I'm just so thankful for the time that we can spend doing that. Right. Often people will say to me, oh, what did you do before you became a mom? And when I say teacher, then they say, oh, of course you homeschool. Hmm. And I feel like, no, I really had to unlearn some things. Yeah. I have some different convictions about education now. I actually really love this model of education. I think sometimes it can be more efficient in this way, or I see how kids are gifted at this age, and I want to teach to that. Hmm. And... I can so clearly remember when it's the middle of first quarter and I'd be sitting at my computer writing out my progress reports of students. And I loved my students, but I can remember saying, Lord, please give me something true and good to say about them Hmm. because I'm trying to get to know all of them, but I just don't know them that well yet. Yeah. And I didn't want to be dishonest to the parents and say, oh, well, Billy needs to work on self-control or yeah. something, but I love his huh. servant heart or something. I wanted it to be true. Yeah. And that is what comes to my mind. Every time a mom says, I just don't know if I can do it, hmm. I want to tell her, you are an expert on your child. And every year that they go to another educational environment, that teacher is learning about them. And it takes so long to learn about the strengths and weaknesses of children. And not only are kids losing over the summer and needing to review, and that that beginning of the school year is like just such a review and maybe not as efficient, but the new teacher and the way that works, what a blessing to be able to have different teachers in your life. I think that's fantastic. But just the reality that they don't know you like your mom knows you. Totally. And an expert is defined as having 10,000 hours of experience with something. How long would that be with your child to reach 10,000 hours? It's about two and a quarter years if you think that they're awake on average of 12 hours a day. Hmm. You are an expert on your child. You know how they learn. You know what they're excited about. Oh, this is how I could get this child excited about books. This is how I could get this child to do a math lesson. I can pull it in. I'm going to bake with this one as I teach fractions because they love to bake with me. And so 
I cannot underestimate that, that knowing your child well already puts you in a great position to be their educator. And you don't need to feel like you're at a deficit because maybe you don't know the pedagogy, which is how you educate. (laughs) Right. That can be learned. And you're already, you've already done that because you've taught your children so many things. You've potty trained them at this, by this point, you've taught them so many manners. You've taught them about the Lord probably. So you are already learning how it works. That would just be my number one encouragement. You're already an expert on your child. So don't feel disqualified from this. Totally. I agree wholeheartedly. And I don't think that the world really understands that. Mm -hmm. I get it the opposite. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a teacher. And so people are like, how are you going to do calculus? And I'm like, well, if it's something that I haven't taken myself, there's this wonderful thing called the internet. (laughs) (laughs) And these curriculums that you buy, they teach so much Mm -hmm. that you don't need to understand it as and be like the expert in it your child the beauty of homeschool is that your child is learning how to learn Mm -hmm. alongside with you so you are teaching your child even from an early age how to find information where to find information how to understand to read the information and as they grow and develop and they get more and more educated they know how to find the information on their own. They become self-learners. And it's a benefit for when they get older and they are going off to college. They already know their learning style. They know how to find information and where and what to look for good information. And a lot of times when you're in college, I know I didn't know my learning style near as well. When I got to college, I was like, oh, how do I figure this out? And I, you already know that because you were the one working with them to help them figure this out from the beginning. Right. It wasn't just shoving them off and then saying, well, good luck. Right. <laughs> they become self-learners. Mm-hmm. I think you and I would both say that probably our precious time with our kids homeschooling has been reading to them and yeah. sharing stories. I just picture so many mornings us snuggled up together and reading books and laughing together and having great conversations and how... That love of learning is so important as we're guiding them and the joy that inspires Sarah McKenzie. Well, she's my number one recommendation. And she wrote a book called Teaching from Rest, A Homeschooler's Guide to Unshakable Peace. And it's a pretty quick read, except you feel like you need to underline the entire thing. That's <laughs> yeah, true. So I, that is a book that I have told people, just read that every year before mm-hmm. you begin a school year because it's just so phenomenal. She has so much rich wisdom there, but she talks a lot about reading to them and the value of that. And she has a lot of great book lists and things, Mm. but she talks also about just living your life in front of your kids and Mm. teaching them how to steward a home, how to garden, how to cook, all sorts of things. Jen, do you have any recommended resources that have encouraged you? Yes, I also agree with Teaching from Rest. I think that was a wonderful book. I enjoyed it as well. <laughs> but I also like to read for the children's sake every year. It That has been such a blessing to me, just to reaffirm to me why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of how I want to do it as well, but more just an encouragement as to why and 
to get my heart behind it each year. Sure. When, especially during the summer, you get relaxed a little bit and sure. <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, it is a lot of work to homeschool. Yep. But when I read that, it's like it inspires me to do the work. So sure. yeah, I like that one a lot. And of course, God's word has been such a guide. And when I read in Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7, when it says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. And of course, I know moms that send their children to school and are so faithful and diligent with this in the other hours. But I love how homeschooling gives me many hours (laughs) to do that. It's just, it makes it easier for that diligence. And the other scripture that has brought me so much peace and hope in my homeschooling is Isaiah 54, verses 10 and 13. It says, For the mountains may depart, and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children." Even though I know I'm taking on a huge role of educating them, ultimately, at the end of the day, the Lord is their teacher. If I keep that in perspective, and I don't put all that pressure on myself, the Lord is ordaining so many circumstances in their lives and Mm. who their siblings would be and where we would live and our neighbors. I want to trust in Him and seek His guidance and His leadership for them. And our name of our homeschool is Covenant of Peace Academy because of that scripture. That's been really sweet to me, especially when we've gone through hard times. We don't need to be shaken Mm. that I believe there's fruit at at the end of all of this (laughs) character building and sanctification. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that you have that verse about teaching because I also have felt the same way that the Lord is their ultimate teacher. Mm -hmm. My favorite verse for homeschooling, one of them is Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Mm-hmm. And just a totally different verse, but yeah. about him being our teacher, that he is leading us, not only us as the moms, but he's leading our children. He is their teacher, and he is going to perform what he needs to perform in their lives to get them to the point where he wants them. Mm-hmm. And I love that, and I find such peace in that as I'm planning for the homeschool year, and I'm Worried even on those days where I'm like, oh, we didn't get as much math in as I wanted or right. whatnot. I love that one. I also love the verse in Isaiah 40, 11. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. I find such peace in that because he is gently leading me. There's yes. times where... I'm like, God, I don't know what to do. I don't. I have taught this child in every way that I can imagine <laughs> how to do this equation in math or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's just the light bulb isn't clicking on. And then sure. I'll go away to pray and I'll give some time for the child. And even if the child doesn't get the math that day, I feel like he's leading me. He'll be like, take a break or go for a walk mm-hmm. or just sit down and do another worksheet with that child. But Mm -hmm. I have never felt in a day that I just don't know what to do and I don't have the resources I need. There's definite times where I don't know what to do, Mm -hmm. but the Lord reveals to me in those moments, just take a break or go pray about it. Sure. It's 
amazing how he's leading us. And I love that. Absolutely. The Lord has really allowed me to be humbled as I've needed to work to help provide for the family and been dealing with different health issues in our family and then also financial constraints. And I feel like I can't do it like I want to do it. Hmm. And it's hard because I know the right way. I know what to do often. And yet the Lord has allowed these restrictions upon us. And that takes a lot of faith from me to say, I trust you with the result because I know that these are things you've ordained. And I know you're sovereign, God, and I know you love them more than I love them. So you're providing for us and providing what they need. And the scripture that really encourages me is from the feeding of the 5,000 when the little boy, the lunch is given. And Jesus basically says, what do you have? Give it to me. Oh, I love that. And if I focus on, Lord, I was faithful today. That's what you called me to. You didn't call me to do miracles in my children's mind. I don't have to be the one to produce all the fruit. Yeah. But was I faithful? And of course, some days I'm not. I I don't know, stopped to scroll for a little bit on Instagram or I decided I really needed a closet cleaned and that that was going to bring me some sort of peace. But I just, um, to try to be faithful and to trust him to produce the fruit, just like he did with the feeding of the 5,000, then it's a lot less pressure on me for what's produced in them. And I think when I can rest in that just like teaching from rest when I can Mm. rest in that and what the Lord is doing it takes a lot of pressure off of me Mm. yes yes Mm -hmm. I agree and going back to that scripture I love Mm. that because you know that little boy's mama made him that lunch (laughs) just before you go off you're gonna get hungry here's a little lunch for you (laughs) I think that's so sweet that Mm -hmm. he and she trained him up to be willing to share. Yes. I love that story. That I love so the sick, right? to think of that behind the scenes with that little boy being willing to share his lunch. And we know boys with lunch. Like yeah. food is a big thing. <laughs> He's willing to share. That's yeah. really sweet. So it is. I love that you had mentioned earlier that education is discipleship. And it so is. Mm-hmm. It is so a discipleship. And I love the fact that we have the time to be able to read through the Bible in a school year. We've planned through how much we can read in a day, in our homeschool day, to be able to get through the Bible. And I know that if we were doing a different type of schooling, I I don't think at the end of the day they would come home from school that I'd be like, okay, now sit down and we're going to read through the Bible together. I don't, maybe I would, but I just don't think I would have that in me. And having the time to be able to do that has been Mm -hmm. so amazing. And to be able to dive into a different book series because we're like, oh, we love that book. And I think that even with reading aloud to kids, one of the coolest things that I've learned being a homeschool mom is how these book characters come so alive and become like Mm -hmm. part of your family. Yes. (laughs) Like I remember weeping when we got done reading Little Britches. Mm -hmm. We sat around the table together weeping. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't want the book to be done. And we just felt in our hearts like these were dear friends of ours. Mm -hmm. We learned so much from the different characters in those books about how to be a good son, how to work hard, how to have integrity and I just love that part of reading aloud and snuggling together on the couch and being able to experience different cultures and different Mm -hmm. situations. 
Jen, you have such a beautiful homeschool space. Will you tell us a little bit about how you've planned that and what the name of your homeschool is? Yeah, three years ago, we built a custom-made home. In the plans, we decided to have a homeschool room, and it was so much fun to plan. And just to, I actually remember crying over the plans, thinking this is where the discipling of our kids is going to happen mm. on the daily. <laughs> yes. So yes, we have a homeschool room that I love. Above the door, before we enter it, is our school name, which is Joyful Adventure Academy. <laughs> I We asked the kids what they wanted to name it, and we all agreed that it needed to have joyful and it mm. needed to have adventure. We're constantly talking about anything that doesn't go well in a day. We're like, well... It's an adventure. <laughs> so sometimes it is a fun adventure and it's a uh-huh. glorious adventure. And other times it's not as fun, but it still is definitely an adventure. Right. Yeah. And and both of my daughters have the middle name Joy. And so we just wanted to keep in the joy of learning, the joy of being together, the joy of being a Christ follower and the joy of being siblings together and the joy of being a family. And so that was important to them. And so we named it Joyful Adventure. And I just think it's so funny because sometimes when we're in public and people say, aren't you supposed to be in school? (laughs) And we give the, we are in school answer. And then sometimes they'll ask the school name and we'll say Joyful Adventure Academy. Mm -hmm. And I had one lady at Trader Joe's say, oh, I think I've heard of that one. Is that new? (laughs) And I just had to laugh and say, not too new. (laughs) And we moved on, but it's very sweet. And our kids just like to tell people our name because I think it's just a fun it's a fun way of sharing who we are. Right. Absolutely. So. Oh, it's great. It's about the perspective, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Where do through. you do your homeschool? We've had dedicated homeschool rooms before, but I have found that the table next to the kitchen hmm. is where we almost always are. I think the light is the best in that room. Yeah. It's an open room. And so often we'll start out reading on the couches and having our morning time. Mm. And then we head over to the table. It's not our dining room table. The dining room table is a room over. And so then if I need someone to be able to have a little bit more focused time, mm-hmm. they can go over there or, and it's right outside. So then if the younger ones need to play outside for a while, or if I'm like, okay, go run laps around the house or go (laughs) catch 50 pop-ups or something, I still have an eye on them. And then if I need to make snacks, that's what works best for us right now. I have one cabinet right off of that room that's filled with the curriculum that we really need. And then everything else is in our playroom with a lot of bookshelves and things. But Mm. I try to even limit what goes in the cabinets. Can I actually get to this? Yeah. If I can't, then why would I put that guilt on myself every time I see that resource? That's I still tend to over plan, but I like I don't want to forget that I have something. But just it's like if you can't really get to it, get it out of here because it's just gonna make you feel bad. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. I agree with that. We also do. We have a homeschool room, but and we start there in the morning. We do morning time. We pray over all of our neighbors, all of our friends' prayer requests. We have a little notebook, which I love. It's my favorite time of the morning. And I ask each kid a prayer request, and I get to hear what's on their heart. Sure. And so we pray about that, and then we read the Bible together. And then we'll move to the living room, if especially in the winter where the fireplace is, and we'll snuggle up and listen to either an audiobook or me read aloud. And then we will break off into math and 
one kid goes in the homeschool room, one goes to the dining room table, and sure. one's going up to their room to do it. So wow. we're all over the home. <laughs> sure. But the curriculum is housed for sure in the homeschool room. But I agree that it becomes a home th- throughout the whole home for sure. homeschooling. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There are definitely things that we love about what we're doing now, but we've had to learn. Yeah. What is something if you could go back, you would change about the way you've homeschooled? Yeah, for sure. I would not buy brand new full box curriculum. (laughs) (laughs) I remember thinking I needed to buy everything that was in the catalog. And Uh if I didn't, they were going to be very unwise children. (laughs) So I would now, what I do now is I will look at the curriculum and then I will go on eBay or on Facebook Marketplace or even at random garage sales, wherever Mm -hmm. I can ask other friends. And I will buy at all costs as many used books as I can. And then even the used, we use sex and math. And so I would always buy a used sex and math. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go on Amazon and buy the new brand new workbook that the child will go through. But I definitely don't do the whole box set anymore. And I wouldn't, especially because then if it doesn't work for us for some reason, or if I didn't finish it, I don't feel like I'm out three grand and I have to be a slave to this curriculum. I'm only out a little bit because I didn't have to pay for it brand new. Yep, I I agree. It's wonderful to find used resources. I remember when my oldest, because I saw that he was so bright And so I would sit him down and we'd go through these math books and he was getting stressed out by it and I didn't understand why it wasn't clicking more. And I thought, he's so smart. What's the problem? And I learned that he's a kinesthetic learner. He needs Mm. to be moving. Even though he had the intelligence to do it, the way I was presenting it to him was so defeating and discouraging for this little boy's body. And I said to my friend, yeah, I feel like I failed him this year. And she said, you didn't fail your son. You learned about him. Oh, good word. It was such a good word. And she said she actually knows of some corporate companies that embrace a culture of failure, that if you are doing something, if you're embarking on a project and you realize, wow, this isn't going to be profitable and you cut bait, they will reward you with vacation time. I love that. And that was so helpful for me because I felt like when I started out, I have to do it all right. I have to pick the curriculum we're going to start with. And my fourth one had just been born. I didn't know exactly what our family was going to look like. As much as we want to start well, Mm -hmm. being willing to let the Lord change it. Maybe you're convinced, okay, I think I can do this. I have a heart for it. I just don't know where to start. That book, Teaching from Rest, is a very practical resource to lay out how you could start, and it will be different dependent upon the age of your children, but we really do believe that you can do this, and there are a lot of wonderful resources online, but I would encourage you to not seek too many avenues, not to listen to too many people, because that's when it gets really overwhelming, and as we've said, The Lord is your teacher, just as he will be your children's teacher. He's your teacher. Allow him to lead you on this. Go to him surrendered, and he will guide you. We want to remind you to stick around for the end for the part that we pray over you. We truly are rooting for you. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please leave a review on your favorite listening platform. And we will have more homeschooling episodes in the future, but we just wanted to get this one out to help you persevere through one of those hard seasons in the year. You can do this. 
We know you're busy, Mama, so we are truly grateful you joined us for this episode of Again. If you're looking for more information about building your home on the foundation of Jesus Christ, head to www.entrustedministries.com to learn more about our study for moms, Entrusted with a Child's Heart. This scripture-saturated study has blessed families around the world, and we want it for you too. Before you go, I want to pray this benediction over you from 2 Thessalonians 1, 11-12. We're rooting for you. To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Until we meet again.